Welcome to Sunday Sport here on Leitrim Daily with me, Brefney Early. Later in the show, I'm going to be talking to Niall Morhan about Sligo Rovers' draw in Tala on Friday night against Shamrock Rovers. I'll also be talking to Sligo Rovers' under-17 women's manager, Dara Healy, and he'll be talking about the impact that Leitrim girls, Mern Devaney and Leah Fox have made on that team this season as they chase a semi-final spot in the Women's National League under-17 division. We'll also be talking ladies football with Aidan Heeran while Declan Bohan will bring us up to speed with everything that's been going on in Division 1 and Division 2 of the league in Leitrim football. That's where we're going to start. On with the show. I'm joined on the line by Leitrim GA's Declan Bohan. Declan, welcome back. Cheers, Brefney. How are you? Not too bad at all. It's been a pretty exciting cu- couple of days for the GA in Leitrim. Some big games in Division 1 of the Dunsbar All-County League last night. We'll take a quick run through some of the fixtures and then we'll finish up with the game that I was at, which was Ockham and Alan Gales over in Ockham last night. We'll start in Anna Duff. Anna 2-7, Mohull GA Club 3-20. A heavy victory there for Mohull. It was. Um, and indeed, I suppose... Mohol probably have are setting their stall out again as they've done for the last number of years, um, with with intent with the championship comes around the corner, you know. So uh, anybody that would have thought maybe that, you know, Mohol might have been sated with the victories they've had in recent times would want to think again because uh, it looks like they're going to mean business again this summer because that was an excellent win over Anadolf who have found us to go in tough in the last couple of games, it has to be said, in Division 1, you know. One of the teams that I'll be looking to put it right up to Mohull and had doing really well in the league so far is Melvin Gales. And they had a, a quite closer-than-expected victory over Leitrim Gales last night, 15 points to 110 in Bundoran. Yes, and I suppose, to be fair, it probably says more about Leitrim Gales than it does about Melvin Gales. But Leitrim Gales are improving this year. They've, 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 they've come on in leaps and bounds, and they're... Now uh, setting out their stall, I suppose heading into the intermediate championship. Uh, Melvin Gales, yes, have been have been forerunners in this league now since the start. I suppose and they they still have a big say when it comes around to championship. They have a lot of very good young players who've come through recent um, minor and under twenty one success, and I suppose that's obviously adding to their to their artillery. You know, but a very competitive game would appear by all accounts. You know. An interesting game in Manor Hamilton in the B Park. Glencar Manor two eight, Saint Mary's one eleven. A draw there. Both sides a little bit disappointed by that. Yeah, I suppose the reality of it is that when you're looking for points to push yourself up the table, uh, well, well, what we point is valuable. Uh, a draw it sometimes doesn't give, doesn't obviously doesn't set you apart from your rivals as such, you know. So, um, looking at them where they're positioned in the table. They yep. had St Mary's one. Had St Mary's won the game, they would have opened up quite a gap to Denkham and Hamilton. So it, it keeps the thing fairly tight. St Mary's are in fourth place on nine points, but uh, they would needed have needed probably the extra point there, maybe to push for a league final place. You know, does it mean that both teams are effectively out of the the league final consideration at this point? I was four games to go, Brefney, um, and I'm looking at Mohol on, on 14 points and Denkham and Hamilton on seven. I mean, that's not gap is not going to be bridged, and with Baltimore, Sean O'Hessons on 13. It would appear with games running out uh, that, that, that they're probably out of contention at this stage. You know? Yeah, speaking of Baltimore, they travelled to Gortletra and had a fairly facile victory in the end, 3-12 to 14 points. It's not getting much easier for Gortletra, is it? 
it's not no um, seven from seven and uh, and that's negative seven from seven if you like because they're sitting on zero points and they're now six points away from uh, if you like six points away from 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 that bottom dreaded bottom four uh, and like with only four games remaining you know that that their their goose is cooked I suppose you could say you know. At the other end of the table, like Baltimore pushing really hard now to get into a, into a second consecutive league final, you know, and uh, they're just a point ahead. Seven games, every seven games played, they're just a point ahead of Melbourne Gale. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it pans out in the next couple of weeks, you know. Uh, there was the other two games in the division were both kind of those four pointers at the bottom. We had Ahuillen with a very big victory, uh, seven eighteen to thirteen points over Fina St Collins. Who look to be in serious trouble? Yeah, I mean that, that won't have done anybody's confidence any good down around Fina. Like it, it was it was a phenomenal scoreline when one looks at it. Um, Eighteen points to thirteen is 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 a, is a fair margin of victory, but seven goals really is what put the, the cat among the pigeons, so to speak, and it would have done serious damage to Fina on the score difference front as well, you know. So. It's going to make it difficult for them to bounce back from that. With with three points only from seven games, they look to be in a little bit of bother. They again have a three point gap to that uh, that bottom four scenario um, with Arsenal on six points. Uh, that's the sort of the bar at the moment, and to try and make up three points with only four games remaining is a difficult task, you know. The final game, as we mentioned at the top of the chat, was Ochnashielan, 16 points, Alan Gales, 111. A seesaw this one, Alan Gales went in level at the break and their goalkeeper, German McKiernan, saved a penalty from Barry McQueenie before James Flynn scored a goal up the other end to make it look like the Drumshambo side might actually pull ahead. But Barry McQueenie and Young Cullen managed to score some serious points in the second half to run out by two points. Ochtan Sheelan will be happy with that. And again, no more than Fina, Alan Gales in a bit of bother. Yeah, um, Ochtan Sheelan had bounced back from the concession of a game to Mohol during the week, you know. So um, it was a very good victory for them. As you said, it was a five or a, a four point game, if you like. Um, again, it keeps Ochtan Sheelan into that top eight, which is where they'll want to be remaining, I suppose, for by the end of the end of the season when this campaign is over. And at the moment now Alan Gales are tied with Fiena on three points after seven games and it's just hard to see how they're going to bridge that gap. Um next week's games obviously next next week's games will tell a tale as we get closer to it. Uh, but it looks like a little gap is emerging. Of course, a lot of it depends on who has to play who as the following week unfolds. You know? Obviously, the permutations are important, but let's just revert back to the one second. You talked about Ochnashielan's concession of a game to Mull. Will there be a disciplinary issue over that? Or is, is that in the spirit of, of how the game should be played, where you can concede a game and then you're a bit fresher for a victory at the weekend? Can Alan Gales feel a little bit aggrieved? Well, I suppose look at the reality of it is I think as far as I understand they just didn't have a number the number of players to play the game. They're they're operating up a very, very small panel and they had a couple of injuries and stuff. So um that's obviously for the competition's control committee to deal with. You know, that obviously they lost points, you know. Um, and what may happen after that then is not for me to really make any comments on to be honest with you. That's fair enough. Uh, the, reg- the regulations are there anyway, so it's up to the CPC to decide what they have to do. 
you know which will if it's an issue will will happen in due course just a quick look uh, midweek we just go through the fixtures uh wednesday afternoon or wednesday evening at 8 p.m mohal play a willen gortletra make the journey to anaduff that's a real big relegation battle there ochnishiel and glen Manor, a tough task leitrim gales host alan gales in a local derby while Melvin Gales host Sean O'Heslins in a top-of-the-table clash with Fina and St. Mary's making up the final fixture of the game. As I said, I was at the Ochnashielan game the other day, Ochnashielan and Alan Gales. I caught up with the two managers, and here's what they had to say about their situations at the moment. James Wynn, manager of Alan Gales. It's a tough day at the office. Yeah, it's a tough day, all right. But, um, look, we're a bit by a better team in the evening, you know. Um, we came out of the blocks very strong, and... Overall, they were far better, you know. Um, Jeremy kept us in the game, and maybe hand and heart, we wouldn't have deserved it. But look, sure, look forward to the championship, and uh, hopefully that game will stand us in good stead, you know. So, in in terms of the second half, level at half time, came in the second half, penalty save from Jeremy, and then a goal from James. It looked like he might actually turn the tide. Yeah, but we didn't. You know, they they, they came back very strong again, and. I'm calling in the middle of the field. Well, we had no answer for him, so they just pushed on. They got the scores, and we could have got something out of the game, but we didn't. I know I'm disappointed. It's one of the games I would have earmarked. We got two points out, but um, look, our focus on the championship now. So, how does this fare out for the rest of your league campaign? A couple of games to go, four yeah, games yeah, left. We'll have a huge game on Wednesday night, so we'll rest up and, and we'll uh, set up best we can and go out to Leitrim Gales and see what happens. Very best luck. No bother. Thank you, Colly. You must be happy with how that game turned out. Ah, yeah. Look, it was. We needed to win that game tonight, you know. I suppose Alan Gales were in the same boat as us. They need, needed points, you know, especially the way the league has been reconstructed next year. And you know, there was it was a six-pointer game tonight, and thank God we came out with the, the right result of it. Now, look at it, it was a poor enough standard of a game, but we'll be happy that we're on the right side of it, and we want to move on and try and improve, you know. Early in the second half, you missed a penalty, fantastic save from Jeremy McKiernan, <coughs> and then the goal goes in put you behind first time kind of in that second half yeah, were you worried? I was worried and you know no better man to Barry McGuini like the experience of Barry okay, he'd done everything right but look at you know, the German is a fantastic keeper like he, he dived the right way and it, it was a great save but uh, then when the goal went in then for Alan Gales like you were in bother like you know and you begin to ask questions but I thought our boys showed tremendous character in their tackling you know cutting out 50-50 ball things like that and then a little bit of composure set in but look at it was a, it was a mistake ridden game and look at it, we came out with the right result and we're just relieved more than anything else now to be honest you know In terms of the league campaign four games left you've given yourself every chance of staying up Yeah look at uh, unfortunately we had to concede against Mohal you know as everybody knows Akhnashilin is very very tight in numbers we've only a panel maybe 18-19 and we're just hampered with injuries at the minute with maybe three or four long term injuries and unfortunately that's the way it is but uh, look at we've six points uh, look at we're not safe yet but there's still a lot, a lot of work to do and We'll be back now Wednesday night. We have Glencar Wednesday night and we'll reset for that. And look, at there's still a mountain to climb, but it's a small little step anyway, you know. So Declan, turning our attention to Division 2, you were at a game this morning. Uh, Bornacula had a two-point victory, or four-point victory, rather, over Mohol. What was the game like? To be fair, uh, it, was, it was a very, very exciting game. It was up and down the field. It moved from end to end. And it was like re- it was really good entertainment, to be fair, to both sets of players. And it was a pretty warm afternoon for playing. And they kept going from the first whistle to the last. It, it, it played out in certain patterns as well. Like, Bornacula were out of the blocks very early. We were 1-4 to, to no score up on Mohol. And it looked like as if it was going to be easy. But then Mohol, uh, obviously, reminded us, them of the fact that they were in a game by scoring 1-3 without reply and 
that sort of set the tone for the remainder of the game. That you know, at any stage that Bournemouth would have pulled away uh, or pulled ahead a little bit, that Mohol would reel them back in. You know, and I mean, I suppose if you just look at the scoreline itself, four thirteen to three twelve, it's it's it is evidence of of a good contest. To be honest with you, now in the context of Division Two. Uh, where, where the second teams are being with, uh, taken out of that system from next year, there was, wasn't a lot to play for for Mohol to a point. Uh, whereas Bournemouth are trying to get into a, a run of form before the championship, and they've won four of their last five. So that suggests a good vein of form and not mathematically out of the top four yet, you know. Just to take a quick look down to the rest of the results last night in Clune. Clune beat Kiltubbard 4-12 to 3-3 victory for the home side there. Ahavas 1-11, Nev Porik Drumahair 1-15. That's four points for the visiting side from North Leitrim in that game there. Four-point victory for Balneglera 1-13 to 2-6 over Drumreilly. And the other game in that division, which was down for this morning, was a walkover to Eslin as Manor Hamilton failed to field a side. And that leaves Balneglera and Drumreilly at the top of that table with Drumahair and Drumkiran just giving chase. The Balneglera Drumreilly game, uh, which obviously was won by Balneglera, was a big result because it, uh, it, uh, it has pushed Drumreilly off the top of the table for the first time in a, in a little while, you know. But looking at possible for the top four, even at the moment, there's a three-point gap from third to fourth. And it would look like that Drumahair, Drumreilly and Balneglera are... Are, are cemented into that position with Drumkirden, Clune, Harry Gallen, all the way back down to uh, Bornacool on eight points. So that's one, two, three, four, five teams with only two points separating them. So the battle for the last position will be interesting, and I, it, I wouldn't rule out any one of the five at this stage. Declan, thank you very much for joining us. No problem, Brethney. We spoke to Alva Clancy on the show yesterday morning and herself and her Irish teammates are at the World University Games and they face China on Monday. That's tomorrow evening at 5pm Irish time and they will have a place in the semi-finals of the World University Games at stake. But a bit closer to home, other Leitrim interest in women's football yesterday afternoon in McSherry Park in Sligo when Sligo Rovers took to the field against a P-Mount United side that had beaten them earlier in the season. Manor Hamilton's Murren Devaney was on the field and Leah Fox is also a part of the squad and has played a role in this side's progress this season. I'm joined by their manager, Dara Healy. Dara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Breathney. Uh, excellent game yesterday by all accounts. I was following it on social media. 2-0 up, 3-2 down and then you won 4-3. Sounds like a cracking game. Yeah, brilliant game. I suppose we raced into a 2-0 lead. And then Piedmont got two goals back, uh, probably in the space of six or seven minutes. So that was a bit of a bit of a shock to us. Like, but in fairness, we got to half time uh, two all, and back out in the second half. And Piedmont took the lead with about fifteen, maybe ten minutes left. And then I suppose three minutes from time we got the equaliser, and then three minutes into stoppage time we got the winner. So it was a great game. Unusually for Sligo Rovers, uh, under seventeen girls, I might say, uh, this season. Myrne Devaney not amongst the goals on the four strikes yesterday, but she has been involved, as has Leah, very heavily in the team this year. Tell us a bit about how the two girls are getting on this season. Yeah, look, the two girls have been, I think they've featured in nearly every game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, as you say, Myrne had scored, she had five goals in the first five games, um, and again, she played 
She played a little bit more as a wide midfielder yesterday, but she had a very, very good game. And again, Leah has done really well uh, coming in. Um, and she actually came on yesterday for the last half an hour. So she hadn't started the game, but she came on and she made a real impact. Um, so we're no, the two girls are doing really well for us. Tell us about the state of women's football in the region at the moment. Obviously, it's a new team. It's in their second season and they're going from strength to strength. You're really battling at the top of the league this year. No, it's it's going really well. Um, so obviously, they uh, had started up last season in the half season um, and then now this is their full, first full season. Um, so I know uh, the guys that were in last year, they got a really good squad together, um, had the girls playing well, uh, good, as I say, good squad. And then we've come in this year and... I suppose try to try to keep them going and, and things are going well at the minute so um, 12 of the girls are underage again next season um, we lose a few girls but I suppose we're in a, we're in a good place in, from that point of view Well listen Dara thanks for joining us and bringing us up to speed we'll hope to catch up with the girls themselves as the weeks progress on the show and the very best luck to you for the remainder of the season Thanks very much Bethany We spoke yesterday on the show about the ladies Division 1 and Division 2 league finals that were taking place in Park Sean McDiarmid today. Aidan Heeran, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Bethany. Thanks. Obviously, as chairman of the county board, you had the pleasure of presenting the two cups today. Let's start with Division 1 and your own native St. Francis uh, were in action against Mohol. How did the game fare out? The game started off, it was very tight, it was neck and neck, you know, point for point, up to about, I'd say, 15 minutes, and St. Francis got a goal in, and, like, uh, the players that this uh, Mohol had, the likes of um, Charlene Terrell and, and Deirdre Ward and Deville Byrne, I thought they'd come right into the into the game today. Deirdre Byrne was well restricted by the marking on her, like, she she couldn't do much, really, and that sort of, that was Mohol's firepower restricted for scoring, so... Uh, they worked really hard to get scores today, so that Mohol had. But St. Francis led by Ailish Cornyn um, and Washington McGrennan, and there was Anya Flood. Like, there was a lot of players all around the field today. St. Francis really stood out. Mairead McCauley just really stood out when they were needed at the end. They were seeing more hungrier, more attacking mode. You know, were, they were really up for the final at the end. Just, they ran well for each other, and, and they played well, and they created some great openings, and like three goals they got there today, the last and the second half there so like they they really were up for that game today Mohol had a lot of opportunities but didn't get them and like they, uh, when uh, Devil Byrne was restricted it made Mohol's job very hard to to get some scores you know like last year in the, in the, in the championship final Devil Byrne was doing the damage was keeping uh, you know keeping the scores close for, for them but today she was totally restricted and maybe there's reasons well I mean she's just after losing her mum so it wasn't easy for her to just go out and play again today but uh, no they were well restricted today and, and Mohol had the opportunities but they have some good talent there but today wasn't there there and so Francis really played out the skins and even put on all the subs as well so they, they had a good game today and they really deserved it today The final score of course there was St Francis 3-10 Mohol 10 points Moving right. on to the Division 1 decider Aidan Kiltubbard and St Joseph's these two know each other very well and it really was a case of Anya Tai kind of deciding the fixture she scored 4-5 in a 5-11 to 1-14 victory a 9 point victory and Anya Tai there with four goals and five points. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to keep her in, in check, isn't it? It is. And uh, I think uh, well, if St. Joseph's, like at the Zoom meeting, St. Joseph's needs to control the Chubbers kickouts because um, Miranda Burke really got the balls out fast to her players and, and they attacked well. You know, if Kiltubber were too slow, or uh, sorry, St. Joseph's too slow to react to Kiltubber's kickouts. 
and Kiltrubbert won a lot of possession now with that and like if you do want Anya Tai to get a ball then you you have to restrict the ball going down her direction but like she got plenty of ball there and like she couldn't score another goal or so second half and she just punched it over the bar you know so like uh, but there was a few other players Sinead Tai played well as well there and a few other Aoife McQueen a few more they played very well young players come up they really sort of stood out there today. and so it wasn't just Anya but I mean she had a great team around her as well but I mean she gave direction there and the ball went into her and like she's got great strides and it's just hard to work to mark her like there's two players there one blocker in front one time but like once she gets going like she just has big steps and you just can't catch her and, and she's sidestep she's just a class act and you can't take it away from her Another player who scored five points Michelle Guckian always reliable to take a few free kicks yeah, Michelle played well. Like she, she didn't have to do much. Like she was in positions all the time to get a ball, and like there's three or four of them played there together. And they know where they, each others are. And once one gets the ball, they know where to pop the ball next. So they really had a well. Michelle Guckin is pretty accurate as well. You know, I thought they might have her into full forward because she would be a handful in there as well. But no, she played the centre half forward, and she just done as much out there as well. You know, she made, she was an impact to and she made tight centre half back. Uh, really uh, attacked quite a lot as well let the ball in she worked really hard but uh, again it's the kickouts I mean if you can't control Kiltrubber's kickouts and, and the ball goes by midfield then you're in trouble when you have on your tie and Michelle Guck in there down below like they really have to sort of look at that in the future they have any chance of uh, uh, taking um, the championship this year away from Kiltrubber's possibility you know and when can we expect to start seeing the championship fixtures coming round Six weeks' time, uh, the Champions fixtures uh, will, will, will be starting. Uh, next hour now, Leitrim ladies play uh, Longford, or sorry, they play Roscommon in, in Hyde Park at 3 o'clock. And then the week after, we play awfully. So I think that will really dictate when the cha- what happens in the Championship when it starts. So I say four or five weeks, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be on its way, you know. And in terms, of, Canada, in, in terms of having the two games, Aidan, um, what's the significance of that? Is it a group and how many teams go through? What are the permutations? It is a qualifier. Uh, sorry, but it is a qualified group, but it's, it's just a bit uh, frustrating for us. We're playing with comedy and not, like, they gave us a good beat before, and we didn't think we had to play them again because we know like we're up against it because we just have we just have the bare twenty three, twenty four players. A few players have gone away for the summer, and a few girls aren't available, so it's sort of making our, our job. Uh, not not very easy, but we have uh, awfully. So we're hoping we have a competitive against awfully, and we might get over the line with them. We, we'll just see how it goes. You know, it's hard to dictate at the moment, but uh, if we might get a few players who come in and help us out just to finish off for a year, which would be great. So we'll just see what what panel we have for the game against Roscommon and just take it from there. Well, listen, Aidan, thanks very much for bringing us up to speed and everything happening in Park Sean today on the ladies' football front. Thanks, Brett. And you know, there's a great turnout today, I have to say. The support was brilliant out there. And thanks, Park Sean, for the, for the venue. Just excellent. Just a good atmosphere here. So it was, for the county board, there's a great turnout uh, at the gate. So we're, we're very grateful for that. Brilliant. Well done, Aidan. Cheers, Brett. Thank you. As we mentioned yesterday morning on the show, Sligo Rovers were in action on Friday night in Tala against the Shamrock Rovers side that were hoping to get back in touch with Dundalk at the top of the table. We spoke to Niall Morahan during the week about the game and now he joins us having come on for the last 15 or 20 minutes of the game. Niall, it seemed like a tough encounter in Tala on Friday night. It was, yeah. Um, a nil-all draw. Um, I suppose they had more of the chances than we did. But uh, we went out with a game plan to defend well, keep a clean sheet and try and catch them on the counter with the pace we have in the team. And we did that to an extent, you know, we, we did keep a clean sheet. It was a 
serious performance defensively. The back four and Ed McGinty and Gold were solid all game. And uh, to be fair, we did have one or two chances where we could have nicked one, but um, that's just how it goes. They don't go in, but Shams at the same time, they, they could have nicked one or two, but as I said, good performance defensively and I think we were all happy with us to get a point on the road. You came on for David Cawley towards the end of the match. What was the mindset coming into that game, given that it's nil-nil against probably one of the best sides in the league at the moment? Any nerves, any pressure? Um, a little bit, yeah. Naturally, there's there's always a bit of pressure coming on when there's a result on the line, you know. But uh, the gaffer just said to me, go on, keep it tight, run around, and uh, just be busy, really. And uh, I suppose you come onto the pitch and all the lads are trying to get you G'd up and you have to get your mind on it that there's there's a few minutes left and there's a result on the line. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. The mood in the camp, I suppose, you're in that mid-table position. You're a little bit off the European spots, but you're also re- reasonably safe from relegation. Are the players and management team looking up towards Europe, or are you just kind of relieved to be as comfortable as you are in the table? Um, I suppose you, you can never afford to take your foot off the pedal and be relieved. But um, of course, we're all, we're always aiming up. We're we're always looking to keep picking up results and keep going up the way. But it is. I suppose a relief that the teams behind you are dropping a few points and uh, yeah you're always looking to catch the teams above you and that's what we're trying to do. The FAI Cup second round draw takes place tomorrow. Sligo have gone out to Longford in both of the last two seasons which gives an interesting point of view you've been halfway between the two. Obviously your loyalties lie with Sligo but who would you look to get in in the cup tomorrow would you like another crack at Longford just to kind of put that to bed for once and for all? Uh, I suppose yeah it would be it's hard to know who you'd really want to guess, um, but yeah, it would be nice to get Longford and probably put the past in the past, you know, and turn it around and get a result. And that's what we'd be looking to do. We'd be hoping to progress into the later stages of the FAI Cup and we feel we can give it a good run. It's a competition that over the last decade or so, Sligo have, have done reasonably well in three wins in the last like, eight years. So uh, hopefully we'll be looking at another maybe decent cup run and even a final appearance for yourself later in the season in the Aviva. Niall, congratulations on what turned out to be a fantastic point uh, despite being under the cosh for most of the game on Friday night. And uh, we'll talk to you again as the season progresses. Uh, Thank you. As you can see, a very busy weekend for everybody across County Leitrim. The very best look to Glenn Farns, Alva Clancy and her teammates in the quarterfinal of the women's football at the World University Games tomorrow, where they host China in a bid to reach the semi-finals for only the second time in the country's history. Best of luck, Alva. The next sport on the channel will be next Saturday morning again when we preview the action from next weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow and back with the sport next Saturday.